celebrate Jesus for his goodness. We celebrate Jesus for his presence. We celebrate Jesus, hallelujah, for his promises. We celebrate Jesus, hallelujah, because he is alive. We don't serve a dead God, but we, hallelujah, celebrate the presence, resurrection, power of the living God. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And all those who call upon his name shall be saved. Hallelujah. Amen. Even though you are going through a tough time, even though you may be going through a difficult time, troubled times and all that, we may call it by different names, you know. But above all, hallelujah, let me tell you, God loves us and anyone who calls upon his name shall be saved. Hallelujah. I mean, the whole objective of God is that man would recognize him. Hallelujah. That man will turn to God. That is the whole purpose. I mean, hallelujah, that God sometimes allows us to go through that situation so that we may turn our focus to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so even if when the fire is seven times hotter, amen. Hallelujah. Like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, let's declare it. Hallelujah. That even if we have to go through this and even if our God doesn't save us, but still we will trust in God. Amen. Hallelujah. Even if, hallelujah, amen, we have, we are beaten like Paul says, hard pressed from every side, but still, Amen. We are more than conquerors through the one who has saved us. Even if our names are not taken from anyone in this world, we have all the reasons to rejoice because our name is written in the book of life. Amen. Hallelujah. So that is a whole uh, you know, purpose of our existence that we may acknowledge, appreciate, amen, the love of God. Amen. In while we were yet sinners, he died for us on the cross. So this day morning, I want to greet you all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All those who are watching, even from Facebook, Zoom. Amen. May God bless you wherever you are. Amen. I want to tell you, God is right close to you. God is right there. Hallelujah. Amen. He's not away. He's right there. Hallelujah. So important is to amen, acknowledge the presence of God, which is more closer to you than your enemies, who is more closer to you than your problems. Hallelujah. It's only that you and I amen, accept and understand that the power source is so close amen, that we can get plugged in him and we can be saved. Hallelujah. We can be charged in our spirit. Amen. So God bless you this day morning. Amen. Even as I start uh, prepare, give, giving the message today, I just want to tell you one word. Have you heard about this uh, 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 phrase? Familiarity breeds contempt. Anything that becomes too familiar, amen, loses its value. That is what it means. Anything, anytime, anything that becomes so familiar, so common, that you tend to lose its value. Amen. That's human. Amen. So familiarity breeds contempt. You know, this is what uh, another man of God, uh, Spurgeon said about this. As for the root facts, the fundamental doctrines, I mean, I'm going to say something very fundamental. Okay. And so he talks about fundamental doctrines this way. The primary truths of scripture, we must day to day insist upon them. We must never say of them, everybody knows them. For alas, everybody forgets them. And this is what Calvin said. 
the use of god's word is not only to teach what we could have otherwise known but also to rouse us into a serious meditation of those things which we already understand and not to suffer us to grow torpid in a cold knowledge so many a time what happens is because we know many things we become cold of that knowledge or we don't you know uh, we that's where familiarity breeds contempt or we we tend to forget the basic doctrines in life and then we uh, some 95 verse uh, 10 and 11 says it is people who go astray in their hearts and they do not know my ways says the lord it is people who go astray in their hearts and they don't know my ways god ways are known to his people god reveals his ways to his people amen but when we go astray we don't see those ways and it's lend like a tunnel and we are praying for the light to the end of the tunnel amen but this is what god says for 40 years amen i was grieved with them because they did not acknowledge my presence So today people of God I want to bring to you the message that God has laid in my heart. Amen. When you read John chapter 6 verse 66 67 you will come to know that a whole lot of disciples left Jesus. And these are the people who followed him. The Bible says very clearly, amen. Shall we come to that page? Amen. John chapter 6 verse 66 onwards i will read it for you from that time many of his disciples underline the word disciples amen many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more it is not commoners but it is disciples okay then jesus said to the 12 do you also want to go away but simon peter answered him lord for whom shall we go or where shall we go you have the words of eternal life as we have come to believe and know that you are the christ the son of living god amen hallelujah so the lord is very clear about this do you want to leave me you can leave me do you want to go you can go you know why they left jesus because Jesus spoke to them that I am the bread of life but they were looking at McDonald's Jesus said hallelujah I am the bread of life that has come to you he who eats me shall never hunger again but they were looking at KFC they were looking that Jesus amen would do some miracles for them every day like he fed the uh, 5000 people and that miracle was what they were looking from Jesus You know they wanted Jesus to deliver them from the Roman government which was controlling the Jews at that time. But Jesus had greater plan to deliver them from the power of sin and the power of curse. They opted and they left. All right? These are the disciples, amen, who came to Jesus so that Jesus would become the king of the Jews, but Jesus had not come to become the king of the Jews he had come to become the servant of all and by his death and resurrection he will become the king of kings and the lord of lords of the whole world amen so the disciples who left Jesus had a concept of a different kind they wanted Jesus to deliver them from the roman government but Jesus wanted them to deliver them said them from the curse from the sin 
Amen. From all the legalism. Amen. Jesus wanted to come uh, bring them out from the attitude of judgment, the attitude of cursing others, the attitude that they possessed from their forefathers and to give them a new spirit, give them the kingdom of God. Amen. Jesus wanted them to know that the kingdom of God has come inside of you the moment you forgive others. But they didn't want to forgive others. Alright. So this is the reason. They wanted to you know, feed their appetite, their body. But Jesus came to feed their spirit. And so he said, the words that I speak, they are life and they are spirit. But they didn't want those words. They wanted miracles. They wanted bread. They wanted bread, jam, butter. They wanted like how the Israelites... Amen. Came to Moses every time saying that we are bored of this food. We want to have meat. Now we are bored of this. We want to have water. We were bored of this and we want of this. So these are the same mentality that carried on over the years. And Jesus came with a spiritual thing. But they wanted still the physical. Right. And this is why many people leave. And they even today there are people like that. If I am delivered from all the problems that I, then I have a great praise the Lord in the church. I have a wonderful testimony. But next time when it happens and if I am not delivered, I will leave the church. Because this church doesn't talk about the miraculous. Hallelujah. But the greatest miracle that every time we read in the New Testament is a person coming to know the knowledge, saving the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. Being baptized. Amen. And Living a new life. Amen. So this is what the Lord wanted. But this is where people didn't understand him. And they all left him. Now coming to Jesus said. Hallelujah. You know. Do you also want to leave? And Peter said. Where can we go? Where can we go? And what did Peter answer? Amen. In you are the words of eternal life. Eternal life. Amen. Many people even today compromise eternal life to physical life. Amen. They want the physical life to be glorious. They are not bothered about their eternal life. And so Jesus gave them a clear option. If you want to go, you can go. Amen. I, I doubt if any pastor would preach that way to his congregation. If you want to leave the church, you can leave. Amen. But I will not compromise on the word of God. I will not bring down the standard of the word of God. You see, you bring down the walls you see, you bring down the walls and you will have many people coming in. But if the walls are structured in the nice way and presented in a beautiful way, amen, the people will all come through the gate. And when people come through the gate, the gate is the Lord Jesus. Jesus said, I am the door. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. So we have only one door and we have that door is Jesus. Amen. So if I bring somebody from the over the wall or through the window, he will not stay there for long. But if he comes through Jesus into the church, he comes through Jesus to the church. He comes because he has seen Jesus. He has known Jesus. So then if Aaron, Jenny, me or anyone says anything to him, he said, no, I have come here because I have seen Jesus. 
So even if no good things happen to him physically, he will follow Jesus because he has come through the door. He has come through Jesus. He has come to know heaven through the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit and taken obedience baptism. Amen. And he will say, heaven and earth will pass away, but this joy what I have inherited will never pass away. Even in India, everybody has an Aadhaar card. But many of the Aadhaar cards are duplicate. Because for Aadhaar card, you need to show a ration card. And the ration card is not there. But you know what? Agencies are there. There are people, counterfeit. You know, you go to them, you say, I don't have a ration card. They will say, not an issue. I will make you and make an Aadhaar card, which is exactly like the other Aadhaar card. Okay, you will not be able to find any differences. See, you and I, we can fool man, but no man can fool God. There is only one way to enter heaven, and that is the name of Jesus. That is by believing in Jesus. That is by receiving Jesus. All right. So today I want to say, even if miracles don't happen, amen, do not be surprised. But I want to tell you, the greatest miracle has already happened. That Jesus has accepted you as a child. And you have accepted Jesus as your father. The greatest miracle has already taken place. Now you don't have to go and create miracles. Alright. But the greatest miracle has already taken place. And glory be to God. That that continues to take place. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord is saved. Hallelujah. Amen. So today, amen, what God has put in my heart, I'm going to share with you. And it comes from Jude, uh, the letter written by Jude. Now Jude, we all know, is the half-brother of Jesus. His, his original name was Judas. But the English translators didn't want people to get confused whether it's this Judas, the one who betrayed. So they put his name Jude. So that it's, there is clarity and there's no confusion. All right, that is what the translators did. Okay, so Jude writes one letter and he writes it to the believers. I know I'm talking to believers today. And I want you to understand this message in a simple way as it comes. Okay, okay, it, there will be no, even if you don't raise up your hand, even if you don't clap, even if you don't do that, just listen to the word of God. Amen, let this awaken your inner man. Okay, awaken your inner man. So that is what my whole objective is. So I'm not going to be, you know, I'm just going to be, give you a teaching today. Alright, God bless you for that. Alright, so Jude, amen, listen to the first word what he says. Jude, a bond servant of Jesus Christ. He never says, I'm a brother of Jesus Christ. He says, I'm the bond servant. He is the brother, but he never puts himself to the level of Jesus. He says, I am servant. Same house, born in the same culture, raised up together. But this was the same man who really did not acknowledge Jesus as Lord earlier. But when he came to know that Jesus is Lord, I mean, he became the servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if he can say, I am servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, you and I, we can always say that I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? He, though being a brother, he is saying, I am the servant, born servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. Just to identify who he is. To those who are called, he's written this thing. To those who are called, he's written to believers. Sanctified by God, the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ. That means this letter is for you and me. This is one letter which is neglected, but this one letter that is like a time bomb, like a dynamite it is. It is very powerful. 
Okay? So it's very, very powerful words for each one of us. Very, very strong words he is used. And then he writes, verse 3, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, he wanted to talk about common salvation. I found it necessary. Suddenly the Holy Spirit made him to write something else. I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith. That is the theme of this letter. Contend earnestly for the faith which was once delivered for all, for, for, once for all delivered to the saints. Hallelujah. Why he saying that? For certain men have crept in unnoticed. Who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turn the grace of our Lord God into lividness and deny the oh Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. He was about to write about common salvation, but the Holy Spirit told him to write to the believers, to the church, to contend on your faith. Each one of you must defend your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when you are alone, you will be tempted. When you are alone, you will feel like having that which the Lord has told not to have. When you are alone, you will be tempted to say that which the Lord has told you not to say that because you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So you, are, you should not be corrupt. Amen. Your mind will be drawn into those things which is against the word of God, which will take, take away the presence of God. So he writes to the church, to the believers, to the disciples, then and now. Why? There are many people who have entered amen, with wrong doctrines. And you may be drifting towards them. So it's important, like a Berean, you would analyze what you are hearing and you will examine yourself before saying. I always pray to God, Lord, let there be clarity when I preach. I always pray to God, Lord, let their grammar be perfect when I preach. Because one small grammar can take away the whole message elsewhere. Grammatical errors. I mean, one small Amen. I can give you many examples, but I don't want to get into that. Hallelujah. Man, when you understand what I'm saying. Amen. So I always pray to God that when I preach, let it be heard in heaven and let it be heard in hell. Let it be heard in the spirit. Amen. That the people who hear it, hallelujah, will go back with the decision and the devils who hear it, amen, will understand that still, amen, the true word of God preached in the church, hallelujah, and heaven would rejoice that the word of God is not adulterated. This is my prayer always. So there's a great responsibility. Okay. And also I know that God has given me the responsibility to raise Amen. I'll be a people whom God has connected to me. So I, I, I take that responsibility as very serious. Amen. So this is why Jude wrote this one short letter. And this is something that we should always meditate upon because something new comes up. Now Jesus amen, said to the disciples, amen, if you want to go, you can go. But I will not compromise on the truth. Jesus said, if you want to leave me, you can leave me. But I will not compromise on the call of God that is there upon my life. Amen. So people of God, I want to tell you this. Do not 
compromise. Even if your church has only two members, do not compromise on the word of God. Even, hallelujah, you stand alone, do not compromise on the word of God. We are not here to build a mega church, but we are here to build a glorious church that will be pleasing, holy and acceptable before God the Father, God the Son and the Holy Spirit loves to dwell in us. Amen. That is the kind of church that the Lord Jesus said, I will build my church and no powers of darkness shall prevail against him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Each one of you is more than a conqueror. Each one of you, hallelujah, carries the anointing that David even did not have. That Moses also did not have. Because in the end times he's going to pour out, he said, and that all is resting upon you. Amen. So heaven is watching on you. Heaven is depending on you. As Aaron said, that we will go out and reflect the love of Jesus Christ. That we will go out, hallelujah, and stand amen, hallelujah, as separated people, chosen people, justified people, and those people who are called by God. So do not compromise on what God has entrusted you and me with. Amen? Hallelujah. So there are three ways I want to present today that where you would be told to go astray and you will still be in the church but many of you will go astray. So be careful. Three ways I bring to you from the same book. Hallelujah. And it's all written in one line but I want to elaborate a bit more. Okay? Come to verse 11. Jude verse 11. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. Three ways I present to you. Amen. One is the way of Cain. Second is the way of Balaam, the prophet. Third is the rebellion amen, of Korah. Hallelujah. Amen. Three ways. And these three things, I'm not saying that you will leave the church and go into this. I'm saying being in the church, people may go away from the presence of God. Amen. Because of these three things that they decide to choose. As we heard, amen, from Psalm 95.10, it is people who go astray in their hearts. So being in the church, they will still be outside the church. Being in the worship, they will still be thinking of something else. Being at the time of listening to the word of God and making notes, their mind is still going on something else. They have gone astray in their hearts, though physically they are there in the church. Amen. Sometimes you know what happens? We work too hard, too much. We work the whole week. That when we come on, on a Friday or on a Sunday or on a prayer meeting, still we carry those thoughts. The things to do list. I always look, reflect back and open my book and see what was left yesterday that I have to complete tomorrow. You know, things to do list and they haunt you sometimes. The things to do list haunt you even in your sleep. The first thing in the morning you get up and you try to do that email because that was what going on in your brain the whole night. Hallelujah. Happens. It happens. But above all, amen, we need to, you know, bring into arrest all these thoughts. That will take you away from the presence of God. Amen. So these three words which I just spoke to you. Amen. Hallelujah. The ways that people of God, believers of God, Jude is writing to believers. And I stand here with Jude to preach to you this. 
Amen. And Jude would be happy wherever he is that I'm preaching from this letter today. Hallelujah. Because this is a must for the generation that is now. Amen. Hallelujah. It's very must for the generation that is now. Amen. The way of Cain. What is the way of Cain? Amen. Let's open Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 4. The way of Cain. That is point number 1. I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying this to you because I'm examining myself also at the same time. Okay, Genesis chapter 4, uh, we come to verse, uh, okay, verse 4 onwards. Abel also brought up the firstborn of his flock and of the fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with brother Abel. And it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Hallelujah. Amen. That's the way of Cain. Now you all know two brothers, Abel and Cain. Everybody knows Abel and Cain, right? Hallelujah. Amen. Abel and Cain. Amen. They both worked hard. They both came to church. They both brought their offering. Hallelujah. My, my pastor always used to say, you know, when you give any offering to the church, you're giving it to the Lord. And so when you give, always take the best and give. Praise the Lord. Okay. Always take the best and give. So in your giving, God is watching. It's not always about the, about the uh, denomination, but it's always about the love. It's always about your love for the Lord. Okay. So the Bible says, both came, they both worshipped, blessed is the name of the Lord, the Lord has given us great things, abundance is His mercy, my field is full of harvest, and Abel is saying, oh my uh, flock is growing. I mean, so they both come with great joy, and they both give their offering. The Bible says, God looked at their offering, God looked at their heart, and God respected Abel and God did not respect Cain and suddenly blessings over Abel's life or his, his face was shining and he was so happy that Cain the same brother in the same church hallelujah the brother in the same church standing next to Abel standing worshipping together and he is not getting miracles no healings no deliverance face is not shining joy is not blooming happiness peace not experiencing you know Cain is wondering what why did this happen to me when I also brought but God looks at your heart not at what you offer so when when we offer Malachi also talks about this in his letter I don't want to go there but Malachi says when you offer to God amen how can you expect God to receive your offering of animals you bring in lame animals 
you bring in bring in the paralyzed animals and you offer it onto the altar how can you expect god to receive it when your own governor will not receive that for a meal how can you expect god to receive it when we give notes i mean if the notes are torn notes how can you expect when the rbi when the government when the bank is not accepting that note how can you bring that note and put it in the offering and expect that god will bless you in simple terms don't give god from the remaining but give god from the first fruits what is left over is not to be given over to god but what comes first to you should be given to god that is why the bible says in the beginning god seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness so when cain and abel offered to god god respected one and god did not respect the other even in the church today god comes down to see our worship god comes down to see our heart in worship God comes down not to see your you know uh wonderful appearance but God wants to see your heart whether it's beautiful wonderful holy acceptable for him God does not come to see me how eloquently i preach but God wants to see my heart from what attitude and what presence or what holy presence i'm preaching from you know you and i we can impress each other but today how many of you can say my life impresses only god and god first and then the other people in the world we are supposed to be examples amen before god first and then be examples before the world amen so i'm not saying that you should not impress the world you must impress the world but by the power of word that is inside you you must impress the world but by being different called chosen royal priesthood different amen and then god respects you god respects you god respects you amen hallelujah so both the brothers worshiped one brother was very happy the other brother was very angry can you believe after coming out of the church one is very angry so what happened you know the lord spoke to king and there was a correction over there if you do well will not you be accepted simple cain should have said lord i'm sorry i did the foolish thing and come back to the lord with a better offering and seek the love of god but cain amen he argued with god amen and then what he also went and spoke to his brother was eight now cain talked with his brother abel Praise the Lord brother how are you brother Abel Brother praise the Lord so nice to listen to your testimony so nice to know that God is you know but inside he is you know angry he talked with his brother and you know what Cain is the elder brother Abel is the younger brother but Cain might have also spoken to him this way Abel why was your worship pleasing and accepted to god and why was not mine abel being the younger might have told him some good counsel you know why this is the reason this is the reason this is the reason and elder brother was very angry to listen counseling coming from the younger brother 
are you listening to what i'm saying sometimes we think that we are elders and somebody comes and gives me an advice and i'm thinking who is he to teach me <laughs> who is he to you know i am the elder hallelujah elders let's become servants amen hallelujah amen elder one doesn't want to listen so he came and he come he spoke to abel he talked well you know brother might have given a holy embrace also you know and then might have spoken to him and when abel then what did he do he went into the field outside and he rose up against abel his brother and killed him the way of cain is that in the front he speaks nice but in the back he talks bad about the same brother i'm sharing this message with you because i don't want cain to be there in our heart the spirit of cain the attitude of cain to be removed from us in jesus name and only the holy spirit can do that if we humble we surrender i want you to examine yourself as i examine myself if there's any attitude or spirit of cain inside of you who 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 she to teach me who's he to teach me i know what i'm doing nobody can teach me you know i i i preach somewhere and then after the message uh one brother said easy to preach you know but easy to easy to preach you know so he came and he taunted you know i said yes brother i surrender myself first yes easy to preach but i am every day surrendering myself and i hope the message is taken in the right spirit you know because this is a postman delivering to you the message of god first to me and then to you right so i don't want to corrupt the message i don't want to bring down the walls all right so then he uh came spoke and then he was more angry and then he killed many people are there in christendom politics in christendom always try to kill the other person always try to suppress the other person always try to push the other person away so that he only will be above amen doesn't like to take counsel from the younger brother doesn't like to listen to what the younger brother says amen halvia doesn't want to listen amen where he went wrong okay that is the way of cain okay so that is the way of cain and then you know what happened to cain cain was pushed out amen halvia he was uh, cursed and so let's not be cursed it is possible that you can come to church regularly and the lord will put a curse on you if you don't mend your ways if you follow the way of cain i hope you understand what i'm trying to say do not allow your worship to be corrupted do not allow your worship to get contaminated do not allow the things of this world to come inside your heart and then you try to impress people and you try to impress god no amen you must be humble you must be you know crying just like that lady who just gave two drama that she had but she gave it go to all her heart and the lord jesus looked at that and said that she has given more than the rich man amen who gave little out of the plenty but when we come before worship amen that's what i want to tell you when we come before worship let's pour out our heart let's pour out ourselves and say lord I don't deserve to be in church. 
I don't deserve to worship you. I don't even deserve to call upon your name, Lord. But by your grace, by your grace and your mercy, only here am I. And so I always say, it's not that we have chosen him, but he has chosen us. It is not that we have accepted him as a Lord and Savior, but he, by his grace, have accepted us to become his children. What a great privilege it is. 1 John 3, 1. Behold, what manner of love is this that God has called us to become the children of the Most High. Amen. We have nothing to say. Amen. Therefore, if the prodigal son has come back, the elder one who is in the house is unhappy about it. And he is thinking of killing and destroying his image. One sin somebody does and we want to destroy that person because of that sin. That is the way of Cain. One mistake somebody does in the church and he acknowledges about it. But instead of forgiving him, instead of loving him, instead of you know, receiving him back. If we try to malign him, if we try to criticize him, try to condemn him, then that is the way of Cain. Jesus looked at the woman and says, neither do I condemn you. Go back. Hallelujah. I neither condemn you. If Jesus is not condemning anyone, who am I to condemn anyone? Hallelujah. The way of Cain. Amen. Point number one. The way of Cain. Praise be to the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, am I my brother's keeper? Jealousy breeds when other brother is more accepted. Murderous thought and attitude coming, just like the brothers of Joseph. When one brother is accepted more than the others, all the brothers plotted together to kill him. Amen. That is the way of Cain. Amen. And let's take this as a billboard, beware, beware of the way of Cain. Never allow that thought to come because that thought comes from the devil. That thought comes from Satan. And he is behind to break the unity of the church. But I'm talking to a group of people who will say, Pastor, we are with you with the message that we will never allow the devil to come in our hearts with this kind of thoughts. I to decrease, then only will he increase in us. As Abel prayed, Lord, correct us. Correct us. Correct us. If there's one message that is not heard anywhere in churches anymore, is the message of surrendering. Surrendering is not heard. You will always hear about miracle, anointing, power. Yes, all that is true. But it begins from your and me surrendering before God. Amen. You know, in the, in the book of Leviticus, there is a scripture written to the priest that the fire on the altar should continuously burn. That means if it is going down, I mean, you have to put wood so that the fire is continuously burning. You know what is that wood? In the New Testament, what is that wood? What does that mean? That is your body. If you have, if you have to see the fire of God, the power of God in your life every day, you need to make that fire burn and that is pouring out yourself as a living sacrifice so that the flame will burn more and more so do not quench that flame 
Okay, do not go in the way of Cain. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's move forward. God asks us, where is your brother? And he says, am I my brother's keeper? Amen. So let's be connected to all our brothers and sisters and never have this thought in mind that am I my brother's keeper? Amen. Wait, wait too that you can lose probably from the presence of God. Way two, what was the way one? Way one was the way of Cain. Way two is the way of Balaam, the prophet. Now this is the man of God. Okay, I'm talking to man and woman of God. So I know this is the message for the church. Amen. The way of Balaam who ran greedily in the error for profit. He prophesied for profit. Balak, you know the story. Okay, just write it down. You will find the story in Numbers amen, 25, Numbers 22, Numbers 21. And when, ba- when Balak, the king, came to know that uh, Israelites are coming, he wanted prophet Balaam to come and prophesy against. And he said, no, I cannot prophesy against the, man, uh, against the people of God. I cannot prophesy against them. He was a prophet of God. And so the king of Moab, he says, come and you prophesy curse over them. He said, I cannot prophesy curse on somebody whom God has chosen. I cannot prophesy curse on someone whom God has appointed, anointed and they are marching forward. So Moab, the king, he tries to pay him more and more money so that he will prophesy a curse over the people. So Balaam says to him, you know, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. But when more money is offered, he goes to Moab and he goes up to the fort of uh, the king Moab. And he looks at the people coming, the Israelites people coming, and he gives an idea to Balak. He gives the idea and he says that when they come, you know, go and greet them. And call them for having food and give them the food that is served to idols. Give them the food that is served to idols and present all your daughters to them. What will happen? They will get into the fault of profane worship or fornication and their God, whom I know very well, Jehovah, will be angry against them and they will lose their war against you. This is the counsel that Balaam, the prophet, gave to Balak, the king of Moab. And that is what exactly happened. Just to cut it short. That is what exactly happened. You know, last week there was Diwali. And one of our brother called me and said, Pastor, in my room, there are all Hindus. And they have offered this food. To the idols because it is Diwali, their festival. And they wanted me to eat the food along with them. But pastor tell me that is wrong, right? That offered food to idols should not be eaten. I said, you are absolutely right. It should not be eaten when you know it has been particularly offered to idols. You know what he did? He went out of his room. From there he was calling me actually. From outside he called me. He said, Pastor, it is better for me not to have dinner rather than have dinner 
with the people who are offered their food before idols. I said, you saved your soul. You saved your soul. You did not compromise with the wonderful delicacies. Amen. The king had prepared for Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 says, Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile his body by the food that is offered to him by the king because that food was first offered to the idols of that king. Today, the line that you have to draw has to be so strong, so sharp that you don't go that side but as much as possible bring somebody from that side to your side. The lines of your spiritual appetite, the lines of your physical appetite, the lines of your mindset appetite, amen, should be drawn so strong, so dark, that whatever happens, you will not cross that line, go that side. But how much possible, you will pull others from that line and bring it to your line, to your side. And that is why the Lord has given us His Holy Spirit. That we may recognize. Somebody said this, if anybody offers you a dish to eat, you have all the right to know who is the cook. Amen. So this, be very careful of what has been given to you. Amen. Is first offered to the idols. Say no politely, courteously. Amen. Why? Because Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate manna and they all perished. But he who eats me will never perish, but will have eternal life. So once eaten that, let's not defile our bodies by eating something that was offered to dead gods or idols. All right. So this is what Balaam did. All right. He said, I cannot curse these people, but I know their weakness. Now let me tell you, the devil knows your weakness. I will not name, but a family came to me and they told me what is the weakness of the husband, what is the weakness of the wife. Amen. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate that. That was after hearing a message that I spoke, they approached to me and said, Pastor, this is what exactly we are battling and this is what God has spoken through, through you to us. So this is my weakness and this is his weakness. And because of that, we are not able to make any progress. The devil knows your weakness. And let me tell you, even you know your weakness. But many a time we are not overcoming our weakness like, you know, becoming conquerors or overcomers. We feel overcomers meaning defeating the enemy. But the enemy is right within inside you trying to put, pull you down where you are weak. You know, you visit the doctor and the doctor says you cannot have this, 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 this. And those are your weaknesses. Simple. And that is what always makes you weak. So imagine the spiritual world. The devil knows exactly my weakness. He knows your weakness. It is not hidden. But the blood of Jesus... Amen. Gives me the power to overcome every temptation in Jesus' name. The name of Jesus, hallelujah, in us and through us, help us to overcome every weakness of the body, of the hell. Hallelujah. 
Amen. So you and I, we must understand this, that the devil knows my weakness. He knows where I will fall. He knew exactly how to, you know, bring down Samson. There are so many things I can talk about on this particular point. He knows every weakness of ours. And God says, I have seen these people, their generation, and everyone's heart is corrupt. And that's what God said during the time of Noah. And therefore, he could find only one person righteous. And I pray today that he will see you righteous in this generation. I pray that God will see you and me righteous, standing, upholding on our on our principles. Amen. Some people love to sleep a lot. Some people love to eat a lot. Some people love to waste the time that God has given them to a lot. And the devil knows your weakness. I know nobody will say hallelujah to this message. But let the word go deep down in your heart. Let the word go deep down in your heart. Because I want you to be all seen in heaven. Amen. I don't, I don't pray for property over here in earth. I pray for your property in heaven is secure. Amen. I pray that if your relationship over here is not happening, your relationship with God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, God the Son, Amen, is still, hallelujah, going strong. And He will bring all things come to pass. Amen. For the glory of His name. So Balaam's teaching you will find also in Revelation chapter 2 verse 16, 14. The doctrine of Balaam has come inside the church. Revelation 2 verse 14. The Lord says to the church, Amen. They have accepted the doctrine of Balaam. What is the doctrine of Balaam in the church today? That you can sit, you know, you can do whatever you want in the church and still God will, you know, forgive you. You can do whatever you want. Amen. Still the Lord will not. You know, God has already saved you. You are still going to heaven. The doctrine of Balaam, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, the doctrine of Jezebel is there in the church. So you and I, we are warned by Jude. Amen. That we need to be examine ourselves first. Amen. And be connected to the right source. Amen. So that we don't fall and we don't bring others also to condemnation. Amen. So that's important for us to realize. Amen. He, he taught how to become a stumbling block to the people of Israel. He taught Balak, the king, how to become a stumbling block. See, I cannot prophesy against them. But you know what? They have a weakness. They, their weakness is this, that you give them food, they will eat. They will sit with you also before your uh, idol. You take them and give them anything, they will accept. I know their weakness. So they committed sexual immorality. They ate the things that were sacrificed to the idols. Amen. And they also took that food and gave it to all their family members. And the Lord was so angry with them and said, None of these people shall enter my rest. And they failed miserably. That is the doctrine of Bala in the church also happening today. So we have to be very careful about which 
Facebook page and whose message you are listening to me, be very careful. You talk about prophetical messages, I find so many people in that message. But you talk about the message of correction, you talk about the message of improvement, you talk about the message of rebuke from God the Father, Amen. And very less listeners and there's no Amen, there's no comments, nothing, nothing, nothing. Very people, they're all flocking towards those people who are preaching and prophesying and talking miracles over your life. Last time I saw somebody saying this, Hallelujah, Amen. I want to prophesy over you, but first share this. Comment on this. Share this with everyone, then I will prophesy. I don't know what is that spirit. Amen. So let's be away from false teachers. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 122 talks about false preachers. Romans chapter 16 verse 17, they say they cause division. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 11 takes a take no part with them but expose them Romans 16 verse 18 says they will fill their own appetite these are false preachers amen by smooth talking and flattering they will deceive many amen 2nd Timothy chapter 4 verse 3 people will not endure sound teaching but having itching ears they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions Have you heard about, you know, advertisements where people say, pastor required, please apply, we want to take your interview. And they take the counsel, they take the interview of the pastors to see whether his doctrine, what doctrine does he preach? Hallelujah. It's written in the Bible. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Oh, he talks more about sin. He talks more about holiness. He always talks about more about surrendering. He always talks about more of heaven. Oh, he talks good about miracles. He talks about anointing. He talks about increase. He talks about good things is going to come. Hallelujah. Appoint him as pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Jesus said that day may be, many will come said we prophesied in your name. We drive out demons and we perform many miracles in your name. And Jesus said I, that day I will say I never knew you. I never knew you. Amen. That is the doctrine that you and I we should be running away from. Okay. Hallelujah. And may God give you the wisdom and the courage to say no to no. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Quickly coming to the third and the last point. Quickly. Amen. Third is the way of Korah. The way of Korah. You know, if you see the Old Testament, you will come to know that God said to Moses, bring all the elders, select every one of them. Bring all the elders, select 70 of them. Okay. And all the 70 are selected. And God says, I am going to do one thing, Moses. I'm going to take your spirit and give upon all the 70 so that you will all be unified. And they were all called. Amen. The spirit of the Lord came upon every one of them. And the one who did not come even from the tent, two people, they also prophesied. And everybody was prophesying because the same spirit that was upon Moses came upon them. God did that. Okay. So that they will all be unified and they will all have one song they will all have you know unity and togetherness so this is what happened in numbers chapter 11 16 to 30 
After that, hallelujah, these people started prophesying. Now they have become leaders. They are standing with Moses, being with Moses and all that. After some time, we see, hallelujah, amen, Numbers chapter 16, verse 1 onwards, they challenged Korah, challenged the leadership of Moses. These are people from the church. These are anointed. These are appointed. These are leaders. Okay, what they do, they challenge Moses of their leadership. They said, God also speak to us. God also speaks to us. They rejected his word. They rejected his authority. They are well-known community leaders. They have the potential. They not just alone, Korah did that, but he also brought Dadan and Abiram. And they grouped, how many people? You know, 250 people. And they all spoke against Moses. The way of Korah. The third way. Be careful. Be careful. That is what Aaron also reminded us about uh, Lucifer. He was not the only one. But one third of the angels were with Lucifer. Amen. And that is why many churches split today. Because of this problem. Amen. It's talking against the against the man of God, the woman of God. Amen. Well-known community, the Korah team. Amen. They, you know what happened very well. God was so angry with them and then God came down to judge and they were eaten away or they were, you know, uh, consumed by the ground and the ground opened up and all the 250 went down and the ground closed. Okay. Opened its, the earth opened its mouth, it says, and consumed all the 250. The way of Korah. We need to today realize and understand this. What is our way? Which way are we in? Are we in the way of the cross onto Calvary? Are we on the way to heaven? Are we following Jesus? Are we following the Good Shepherd? Or are we sold as soul? Amen. For these matters, the way of Cain, the way of Prophet Balaam and the way of Korah, Tada and Abiram. Amen. It says majority wins, you know, but in this, in Christendom, only the truth wins. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have been saved by grace. The word of God has saved us. Amen. So it's important for us to realize that we do not compromise. We don't, we not compromise. Saul was chosen as the king of Israel, but when he Hallelujah, became proud about the anointing. He was rejected and God raised a David. Amen. Many of the people were rejected and God has chosen you. God has chosen each one of you for a greater call. Amen. For a greater purpose. Amen. My only prayer is that, amen, none of you, amen, will compromise to these wrong teachings. Hallelujah. Amen. None of you will compromise to the wrong teachings teachings. James chapter 3 verse 17 says, but the wisdom from above is first of all, all pure, then peaceable, then gentle, accommodating, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial and sincere. Let that be in our heart. If we have the spirit of God, if we have the word of God, amen. Always acknowledge all your brothers are better than you. And then you will be better. You will be good. Amen. 
always this no one thing that you know i need the word of god every day matthew chapter 4 verse 4 jesus said man shall not live by bread alone but every word that proceeds from the mouth of god every day you need to hear the word of god every day you need to be humble before the word of god i mean yesterday's word cannot i mean i need a new word today be a student as we always hear hallelujah i mean ask god lord without you i cannot face this day i want your presence i want you hallelujah without your spirit i cannot face hallelujah i want your holy spirit i mean the holy spirit was given because of that so that we have the comforter we have the healer we have the provider we have a teacher amen so when you are tempted turn to the holy spirit say lord amen how will you speak to me how do i overcome this hallelujah so today today morning i just want to close with this hallelujah amen how will the holy spirit is reminding us amen we are at the end times hallelujah amen so let's not be drifted by the wrong teachings let's not be drifted by wrong worship let's not be drifted hallelujah amen by the wrong prophecies and the wrong things that people speak but let's humble ourselves and say lord i present myself before you through this word amen let my heart my body not be contaminated like daniel said and took a decision as for hallelujah me hallelujah i will not defile my body like joshua said as for me and my house we will serve the lord amen hallelujah even if no one is with me i will stand and serve the lord let that be your pledge today let that be your prayer today let that be your hallelujah attitude today hallelujah amen because in the end times all this will happen amen hallelujah jesus turned to his disciples and said will you also leave me hallelujah will you also leave me amen how many of you can say today lord where can we go without you hallelujah where can we go from you amen from you come the words of eternal life and we have known that you are christ jesus amen the savior the son of the living god the god himself who has come down amen where can we go where can we go let me tell you there is no place that you can go hallelujah but let me also give you a good news there is a place prepared for you there is a house prepared for you there is a home prepared for you there is a destination prepared for you there is a permanent address prepared for you hallelujah amen shall be humble and say lord hallelujah amen i don't want the things of this world oh take the whole world but give me jesus hallelujah though no one may stand with me still i will follow jesus no turning back like turning back to sodom and gomorrah no turning back like turning back to the riches of this world but lord how you let my eyes be focused into heaven and to heaven father god that from where lord hallelujah we will be there with the lord forever and ever hallelujah glory be to god glory be to god glory be to god hallelujah amen stick to the word of god ask the spirit of god and ask god to guide you lead you he is the best teacher he is the best counselor and he has been given to you as a gift receive the holy spirit today hallelujah and you will not go astray in your heart hallelujah shall be humble and pray